Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Tuesday, December 19th, 2017. As we're winding down the year, we're going to start digging into your favorite games of 2017. I asked you to send in your top three games of the year, your favorites, and include one either in your top three or as an additional pick that you think nobody else is going to talk about. Maybe a hidden gem or a game that won't get enough recognition at the end of the year. And you guys came through huge. So we're going to talk about that throughout the end of 2017, starting today. And starting with the top three of 2017 from Josh. Hey Jeff, it's Josh from worldmapcast.com. You can check out my full 2017 top five and superlatives over there, but since you asked, I'm going to call in right now and give you my top three plus that little hidden gem that you asked about. So counting up number three would be Uncharted The Lost Legacy. I don't understand why this didn't win uh, more awards from more people this year. Uh, Uncharted 4 did, and it's the same game. It's a little shorter, but it's the same game. All the great stuff is still there. Uh, number two is Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, a truly excellent strategy game with some little Mario flair thrown in there. Absolutely loved that game. And number one for me, of course, is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I couldn't believe how it got snubbed in nearly every category at the Game Awards. But my hidden gem, it's the one you're right about. The best Zelda game that came out this year, and that's Hob. Great list, Josh. Thanks for sending it in. A lot of agreement from me. Let's start with your number three, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Now, you asked why it is not getting more recognition. I think you answered your own question by saying it's the same game as Uncharted 4. I think there's a bias toward new. There's a bias toward unexpected and exciting. And I think when you get a game that really does feel like an expansion, even though it's its own boxed new game, standalone game, people probably don't give it as much plaudits as it maybe deserves. I think Uncharted Lost Legacy is a superb game and really does some interesting things with the Uncharted franchise, uh, adding new protagonists who are really vibrant, interesting, and fun to be with over the course of that game, adding that big open world section, adding more optional stuff to do with actual rewards from that optional stuff, and creating yet another absolutely stunningly gorgeous world to explore and great puzzles to interact with and awesome set pieces. It is exactly what you want from an Uncharted game, but with enough new to make it feel very special and very uh, fresh, I think, for the franchise. But perhaps not fresh enough for most people to think about it at the end of the year, especially in a year like 2017, which has so many standout games that feel... Uh, less like uh, expansions, I suppose. But I'm so glad you mentioned it because I suspect very few people will, and it really does deserve to be in the conversation. A phenomenal game and an excellent addition to the Uncharted franchise. I'm also high-fiving you over Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. This is a game that I'm struggling to find a place for on my top five list. 
it's hard because the other Mario game of the year is really overshadowing it so much for so many people. I came away from E3, as you probably know, thinking it was the superior Mario game coming out this year. Having played through Mario Odyssey, however, I think it's pretty clear that that game is very special and and does things to the Mario franchise that really, I think, make it superior. But that doesn't take anything away from how fantastic a game Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle is. I thought perhaps it would end up being just an XCOM clone, but it really brings a lot of interesting new ideas to the table with that template, with that genre, and it does Mario really well. It looks beautiful. It's full of clever puzzles and ideas throughout, and the power uh, ramping up throughout the end of the game, it feels awesome. The game is remarkably challenging throughout. It's it's really, really an excellent game. And as people get to the end of the year and talk about best Switch games, of course Zelda and Mario Odyssey are going to dominate those lists and, and probably should, but Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is a solid third and probably in most years would top the list of best Switch games. If it wasn't just, you know, these generational, uh, titanic generational releases in Mario and Zelda, it, it really would, I think, be garnering lots more attention. Horizon Zero Dawn, of course, is likely to be very close to the top of my list, if not my top game. Uh, I love it. It's hard, as you said, it got overlooked at the Game Awards. I think it came out literally the same week as Zelda Breath of the Wild, and they're both open-world RPG action games. And I think even though it came out first, there were only a few days there in between, and I think it just got completely swallowed by the bohemoth that is uh, Zelda. And I think that's a, that's a shame. Uh, Breath of the Wild might be my favorite game of the year. And I like it more than Breath of the Wild. I know that's heresy in some circles of the internet. But for me, it is a superior game in every respect. I understand that Zelda is doing some very interesting things with systems and has done an interesting thing with the idea of a Zelda game. But Horizon Zero Dawn is tighter The story is far better. Uh, I mean, it has a story, for one, and that story is, I think, one of the most well-told stories in all of video games. The systems in Horizon are perhaps less revolutionary than Zelda, but no less entertaining and fun and and well-implemented. I mean, it does things that games have already done, but it does them better than most. Horizon Zero Dawn... should be on everybody's list. It's It should be played by everybody. It's a great, great game. And I love that you picked Hob as your your underrated gem. Hob. Ugh, Hob makes me sad in that it caused the, the death of an entire studio, in a sense. Or a, perhaps better a better way to put that is the, it was the last gasp, the last wonderful contribution from a great studio. And... That makes me sad. I think Hob is criminally underrated and criminally underplayed. So, yes, Hob, play it, download it. Everybody listening to this, play Hob. Okay, next up is a very different kind of list from Corey. Hey, Jeff, this is Corey calling in from Oregon with my top three games of this year, 2017. In no particular order, I would have to say The Surge. Um, I thought this game was, in a way, in my opinion, genre-bending. Um, uh, it kind of took 
from Dark Souls, but it was much more obviously mechanical and with robots and you're dealing with just industrialized environments and the atmosphere and the vibe of that game is just really fun to me. Second, I would put um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I thought this game, I mean, in the same way as the Surge, the atmosphere and the vibe is just incredible. It's enthralling. It just engages me in. I've never played a game like it. And for a game like that, you you could almost expect a lot more, but in a bad way. I'm glad that they, they held it back. And then number three, I'll put Little Nightmares. It reminded me of Inside and Limbo. I love the platformer side-scroller and one of my favorite games of all time. Wow, awesome list, Corey. I think any one of these three games could be considered your underappreciated gem. And the fact that you constituted your entire top three this year from games that I think are under a lot of people's radars. Certainly two of the three are so far under my radar that I didn't play them at all. And that's pretty impressive. I love this. I love when people are praising games that are underappreciated and that I didn't even appreciate. Uh, it helps me learn about the stuff that I should be paying more attention to. Like The Surge. I, I'm not the biggest Dark Souls guy. Uh, I played Dark Souls 2 uh, with a buddy and really had a great time with it, but not enough that it made me fall in love with the genre as a whole. I didn't get into Bloodborne. And when new Dark Souls-esque games uh, hit consoles, I don't get excited. I don't perk up. And I certainly didn't do that when The Surge landed, especially because I I got the sense from several people that it didn't hit the highs of a Dark Souls. But I love, Corey, that you love The Surge. And I think it's cool that people are taking that Dark Souls idea and applying it to different milieus. You know, the Surge is definitely a sci-fi world. It doesn't feel like it has to be that gory, gritty, dark thing that From Software always seems to want to do. I think you can still have a game that feels challenging like Dark Souls but doesn't dip into that crazy uh, masochistic aesthetic, which... Dark Souls and Bloodborne seem to revel in. So The Surge, a game I did not play, but cool to hear you give it a shout-out. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, I did play, and I admire the game. I love the fact that this game can be made. <laughs> the fact that a, a game that feels as AAA, as high quality, looks as good as Hellblade does. Hellblade is really one of the most beautiful games of the year. The fact that the camera is so close to Senua the whole time and we see such detail in the world, such detail in her, all of that feels so AAA and so high quality and yet this is a discount priced game. It was a game made by a small team on a shoestring budget. It doesn't feel like an indie title, but it absolutely is and I think that's a triumph for the studio. I think that is... Um, an amazing accomplishment, hard to pull off, and something I think will hopefully happen a lot more going forward. Hopefully a lot of studios are inspired by what Ninja Theory did with Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. But I have to admit the actual playing of the game did not capture me as much as it has for others. I appreciated the storytelling. I loved the look inside Senua's mind and and the expression of her particular condition and her internal life. I thought that was uh, remarkable and kind of unprecedented for video games, uncharted territory in a large sense for video games. 
but the actual playing of the game, I think, left me wanting. The the puzzles, the the way that the levels were laid out, I found to be unnecessarily obstructive and confusing and frustrating. I think on a very basic level, and I didn't find I found the the puzzles such as they were to be a bit repetitive and uninspired. Uh, a couple of times I felt like, oh wow, that was really cool, and then I did that same thing a few more times, and it just felt it just felt like they could have done more with it. And again, I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth because, I, of course, I praised the, the fact that they did a lot with a little, but uh, perhaps a larger team with a larger budget and a bigger game would be the answer to some of my problems. So it's perhaps unfair of me to even have those qualms with it. But it didn't grab me, and I'm glad it grabbed you. And certainly a lot of people, I think, resonated with the narrative, if nothing else. Little Nightmares. This is a game that many people have told me to play, and I never got around to it. I feel very guilty about that, and especially because so many people have spoken so highly of it, as you have, Corey. But I did not play Little Nightmares. I haven't, I don't have any exposure to it. But I love the fact that it's on your list because now it has been added to my pile of shame. And I will be uh, giving this one a harder look. Remember, if you want to send in your top three games of all time, it's easy. Just download the Anchor app and then press the call-in button on my station and you'll send me a voice recording very, very easily. Just remember to include one hidden gem in your list.